Jack Burton always says at a time like this. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Wakanda forever! Kawabunga. Friend of mine? I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. Welcome to Comic-Cons, the geek podcast for the rest of us who are the motherfucking rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens. I am your host, but in a way, aren't we all joining me live via the ZWM Box 350 is none other than Mr. J. Clark himself coming back for another fun-filled evening of waxing rhapsodically about the things we love. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, man. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Kind of looking forward for looking forward to do this one. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I mean, where were you in 1991? Were you watching Hudson Hawk like me on VHS? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. The 90, the early 90s kids, if you don't know, you googs, was a fantastic time for movies. I mean, shit was just coming out left and right. I think we had like by this point, we already had like Bruce Willis had already done Die Hard in the late 80s. Uh, Lethal Weapon 1 had already been out. Actually, a lot of the writers and people involved in this movie had already done some pretty good stuff. The director had done Heathers with Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. If you don't know kids, yeah, googs. And Bruce Willis was like a household name at this point because he was already like John McClane. He'd already done Die Hard 1 and 2, I think. I think. Could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think 91 was a good year for movies. You don't think it was? Just because of this because of this movie. I don't. It cannot be. <laughs> There's no way. Hold Hudson on. Hawk came out in 1991. Hold on, hold on. Are, 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 is this going to be a controversial episode where our opinions on this movie? <laughs> I actually thought, you know how we how we talked some time ago, and I think we were spitballing some ideas, and, and we said, why don't we just do an episode? We just we just shit all over a movie. Mm, okay, okay. And this is this is <laughs> this is it. This I is thought it this was it. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell you right now, kids. If you think Nick Stevens, if you think Papa Stevens is gonna hate on Hudson Hawk, you got another thing coming. <laughs> and I guess I had to be there. I maybe wasn't. I just I mean, missed I, it. How did how did we miss this? How did this one was it that bad? I'll tell I'll tell you what. It was from my research and from Hank's research. Thanks, Hank. Fuck you. According to the research, uh, this movie was a financial disaster. Like it was a commercial bomb domestically apparently it tracked okay overseas but domestically stateside it was just a huge bomb and i think a lot of that has to do with how it was marketed because again bruce willis had done die hard and they were like oh yeah it's another action movie come check him out he's a bank robber guns 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 tigers are playing tonight i never miss a game you know and sure enough people went to the theater and they were like what the fuck is this yeah yeah, yeah. Was this yeah, your first time of, seeing it? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I don't I don't know how I've never even heard of this movie. 
and it's my first time seeing it and i was um i mean don't get me wrong i did have fun with it because it's so bad it's so it's, it's it is kind of cool yeah you know and uh and yeah i'm thinking what what the hell bruce willis you did <laughs> die hard my guy you were like at the top what what happened so true story this is actually a true story and i found this out after the fact I, like you, was enamored with Bruce Willis as a kid from just seeing him in Die Hard. Because again, my mom was amazing and she'd let us watch movies like Die Hard and RoboCop when I was like seven or eight years old. So thanks, mom. But years and years later, I came to find out that this movie was born out of just a silly idea from Bruce Willis. Because I don't know if you saw in the credits that said story by Bruce Willis. Oh, and I didn't and, see that. Bruce Willis and his, I can't, I can't remember his friend's name now, but this guy was a musician, played pianos in a bar. And Bruce has a music background too, if you don't know. He was in a band and had some songs and, and they had this idea like, yeah, what about this idea where a guy like, he likes music and, you know, the, we call him the hawk and he gets out of jail and he's like a thief now. And so they were just drunk one night talking about it. And then years and years later, when Bruce blew up, he decided to make this movie. So wait, Bruce was doing music before he became, before Die Hard? I thought it yes. was the other way around. Bruce was primarily um, known for like comedy and stuff before he became an action person. Yeah, com comedy, romantic or whatever right. he did on TV. Yeah. And before that, he was like hanging out in piano bars and like hanging gotcha. out with buddies and doing stuff like that. And then he did a, mm -hmm. I think there, if you can go on YouTube, you can find like this, uh, it's like a wine spritzer commercial he did. <laughs> And yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, I want to say I've seen it. That 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 explains a lot. Look, you know, watching this movie because there is this musicality. It's very self. I thought it was like self-serving for like Bruce because I knew his. He had some musical background, and I was like, this is probably him being his most famous after Die Hard, and he got away with this because right. you know he's like, let's do this heist, and I'm singing all the. He way. got away. He got away with this. He, he got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You're probably right. It probably is 100% self-serving um, in all the wrong ways and yet all the good ways. Yeah. Um, if you're walking down the street and the Comic-Con creeper comes up behind you, right? And he's like, hello, Jay. I heard you watched Hudson Hawk. What's it about? You know, what do, what do you tell this Comic-Con creeper? Oh uh, man, it's it's a wild ride. It's so confusing. Um, <laughs> it's 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 why I'm watching the movie and this question I just keep asking why. Like, uh, there's so many decisions aesthetically, like story. It's it's all over the place, and it, it, it's it, it, some jokes land, um, most of them don't. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just so weird. Let me let's start here. I, I started having a great time once that um, TriStar intro. Oh, uh, started going. And the fucking Pegasus jumps over the. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Takes you back. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> we were off to such a great start. I was like, okay. You didn't like that Leonardo da Vinci intro? Come on. No, he's like Santa with like. Helpers. So here's, let me interject. Here's another problem. This movie is supposed to be a comedy. It is mark. It was, it was marketed as an action movie. Again, much to the dismay of its benefactors and the people that made the movie, but it is very much supposed to be slapstick comedy. Yeah. I think I'm trying to think of another good action comedy. That's like not even an action movie, 
but I'm kind of reminded, not Mel Brooks, but like, I'm kind of reminded of like, like if you took like one of the Naked Gun movies and then stripped away all the absurdity and try to have some stronger narrative, because there is some, some blood and gore in this. Like there's some. Yes, there are some very snappy, violent scenes or, or it's just nice. like, it just takes you for by surprise so much, right. which works. It's right. like heads explode one second and you're like, why, whatever. It, just because you, it, you're so like comfortable with like the slapstick and the comedy and then it just turns, boom, which is right. kind of cool. Right. You know, it's like very, um, I'm not even going to say Quentin Tarantino. I'm not going to, no. Because uh, <laughs> that might be blasphemy. But yeah, it's just, um, it's it's kind of the tone, the, the, it's all over the place. Yeah, I don't know why. First of all, the um da vinci scene like that could have been edited so much better like why do we need him first of all he shouldn't have helpers he's not santa he's da vinci he's like illuminati he has to protect his secrets and his techniques techniques he didn't have no helpers hey you, know? you, you hey you didn't get a kick out of mona lisa having a jacked up grill and that's why she that's why she doesn't <laughs> smile come on come on that was pretty funny you know, that was probably the most, one of the and most that old guy on the donkey, the old guy on the donkey saying, Da Vinci, you get bots, you know? Yeah, yeah he's, he was probably an asshole, Da Vinci, you know, back in his day, but he was very smart. I mean, we're not gonna the judge kids, him for that. The kids listening are like, What does this have to do with Bruce Willis? Kids, Bruce Willis oh, plays a cat there. burglar, okay, <laughs> a thief, a renowned thief, and we we're comparing li- this Da Vinci with. A thief, a Bruce Willis. They're, they're geniuses. Well, apparently, Da Vinci also invented a, a way to make gold, and he hides it in these like books, right? They go missing, and then that takes us to present day, where Bruce Willis is getting out of jail, and he gets picked up by his best buddy Danny Aiello, who also, by the way, Tommy Two Tone or Five Tone, whatever the hell his name was. How great, Tommy is- Two Tommy Five Fingers. Five Fingers? I thought it was Five Tone or something. <laughs> how how great is their little duo? They got they got some good chemistry. Yeah, they did. I have you to know? admit their chemistry was pretty good. I mean, the actors, I want to say they did they did pretty good for the material. <laughs> you know, it's I think it won a Razzie for like the worst script like in 91. It did. Our worst movie too. So I mean, they were kind of like really bringing it, you know, trying to make it work, I guess. Um, I don't fault them. I think they all did pretty good. And yes, yes, their chemistry. Um, no, yeah, you were right. It's Tommy Five Tones. Yeah. Tommy Five Tones. Funny, funny about Tommy. Like he's very, he's like a, he's like a housewife from Atlanta. He's very, <laughs> just talks about his weight. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's self-conscious. It, he's very self-conscious. He's like a, like a, he's going like to his midlife crisis, right? They, they mentioned the weight thing. He doesn't like it. Yeah. They, they shoot guns in a bar. They do, yeah. Well, they had nobody silencers. Nobody bats an eye. They had like, silencers. Nobody... <laughs> so they shoot a gun at this bar with a silencer. Mm-hmm. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Hey, hey, nobody bat. Hey, nobody batted an eye in an airplane when the autopilot was inflated. Okay, and, and then what's her name had to give him a little nice blow and a tug to get him going again. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, at one point, you got to suspend the, the disbelief. He sees that the the fat guard. He's like. I'm not as fat as that guard, am I? Like he's so he he has issues with weight, or yeah. Well, I you know it's kind of like me and, and the Monomoto, right? Like I'm always asking the Monomoto, like, hey, how do I look? You know, I mean, if I went into a high school right now, they wouldn't kick me out right away, would they? No, it's 
it's it's what is it? So it's like these he gets out of, of jail, his bed his best buddy Tommy Five Tone gets him, and then he's like, You're on the job. We gotta go break the law. Right, right. And all of a sudden he's like his parole officer is um corrupting him, right? He's trying to get him to steal again. Yeah, even his parole officers in on it, trying to get him to go in for this this big score right after he got out of jail. Uh, because he's that good. We're, we, the audience, are led to believe that this this Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis, and all his splendor, is the master thief. You know, no one can steal <laughs> the like Da Vinci this guy. of thieves. The Da Vinci of thieves. He's like an architect. He's the he's so good. You know, <laughs> and uh, quite frankly, I um I don't I don't bump into any of that. I'm along for the ride the whole way, even up to the point when we find out that they sing separately but synchronized to help time their scores did you know the times are off are they off did you look it up yeah oh man that's amazing that's that, that means they were just throwing darts in the wind it's like um hooked on a feeling uh four minutes 53 seconds wait a minute it's six minutes 72 seconds what yeah that, that the Whitney one, he said, uh, Whitney Houston live at the Super Bowl, like, mm-hmm. um, seven minutes. The one song, <laughs> <laughs> Did you, and you looked it up, yeah. I saw, um, yeah, I saw a video about it. Somebody, somebody caught it. They're like, All the times are wrong. Wow, so, <laughs> that's fantastic. That makes me love the movie even more, even more. actually. Yeah, um, I personally. Even as a, so, remember, I watched this as a kid and I watched yeah. it with my sisters, my mom put it on, and I was. I thought it was neat. They were sliding on skateboards, you know, they were singing side by side. No, actually, the first one is, um, if you'd rather be a fish, a fish is an animal that sleeps in the water. Like, I was, I was well, into tell it. Tell me, what, what, what little, um, Nick at, uh, in 91, what was he thinking watching? So this was one of your, part of your repertoire you really like this movie i don't know if it, i don't know if it was in the rotation per se but this was right around this would have been the same year that i saw like i think i saw robin hood princess thieves gotcha and i saw like point break and i saw and i was gearing up for batman returns the following year so yeah my mom was renting stuff all the time on vhs so i was watching we watched a lot of <laughs> we were living overseas and so we would take whatever we could get from the embassy VHS store that was yeah. sometimes backlogged, didn't have a lot of copies, not a lot to choose from. It was before Blockbuster. And we saw Hudson Hawk. I was like, oh, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. All right, let's get it. And we, it was great for us because as kids, it's actually, even though it's kind of violent, it's still pretty kid friendly. Like it's not, a lot of the violence is kind of clunky and cartoony. Yeah. yeah. Even though somebody's head does get cut off in this movie, kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, the butler. There's a butler with a knife that comes out of his sleeve. Come yes. on, you had to like that. That's, that's so. That's so comical. That's when the, That's where the movie lost me. Exactly oh. at that point. <laughs> when he showed point, up, I, who doesn't love a good thug with a gimmick? Yeah, it was only James Bond, like James Bond. Bill. Yes. Yeah. That's why I liked it. Is wasn't that a great thing though? Thinking you just gave like brought it back to me, like how this is 1991, mm-hmm. and it's just like you just watch. You just watch everything. Yes, everything. You know, it's it's bad, and you you just stick to it. You know, because you're not, you don't have Netflix, you don't have things yeah, that are overloaded no with content. Yeah, so you just take what you get. Yeah, and you it's watch a VCR, it. right? That's you know, it's humming. There's a you don't even maybe want to touch it. You know, just want to let it. <laughs> Bro, my mom rented 
my mom rented the movie The Rookie. Okay, Charlie mm. Sheen. Okay, Clint Eastwood. I can't tell you anything about that movie. I don't remember anything about it. But what I remember about The Rookie is the trailer. It was the first time I saw the trailer for the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. I must have rewatched mm. that trailer like a million times. Oh, because I was a, as a kid, I saw that arrow go into the tree, and I was like, oh, oh, I love it. You know, yes. Same thing with Curly Sue. I don't remember anything about the movie Curly Sue. I know it had Jim Belushi, but I also know that trailer had Batman Returns on that VHS. Yeah. And I must have reround that motherfucker. <laughs> yes, me too. I remember. I remember Prince of Thieves was my favorite VHS. That that was my part of my birthday present. Oh, dude. And it was my favorite. I watched. Oh, man. I, I remember that in my Batman 1989 VHS tapes. Those of course. two. Of course. It's, it's still locked in. Yeah. Because you um, can't watch a Warner Brothers movie. Without, yeah, without, just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. But yeah, man. So you just like you said, you just watch what you watch, and you and yeah. you, you don't have the, the luxury it. to like yeah. scroll to another, you know. Yeah, and have the luxury going like let's back this. I don't like it. Boom, you know. Let's mm -hmm. get it a thumbs down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so we were so we were hooked. And when I see a villain with a gimmick, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And in mm. that that butler showing up, I don't know if his name was Alfred, if they were just calling him that. He had a knife, Mick Dundee sized blade that would come out. So I was hooked. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Not to mention, not to mention, the mob is is led by none other than Frank Stallone. Yeah, you know this movie's gonna be great <laughs> when it's Frank Stallone. He's so it's serious. Like, it's like. It's like getting the Hemsworth one that that's not oh. the Hemsworth. What brother was this? Isn't that isn't that so bad when like you're you're <laughs> you're scrolling through something and then Liam's name shows up and you're like, oh god, <laughs> bro. This movie. Listen, I think this movie would have been a better um, Broadway show because like yeah, my I anchored some of it. I was anchored to the music, you know, the musicality of it, right? And I thought that was kind of. Keep going. I just, you know what? This should be a musical. Maybe it, it yeah. would have worked as a musical. So Hudson Hawk, the movie that brought you this amazing line that says, so when's this Sebastian Cab at Buckingham Palace looking butterhead motherfucker getting here? <laughs> hey, 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 that line's amazing. You know what? You're right. <laughs> and you know what else? Steven D'Souza, who wrote Die Hard, helped write this movie. Daniel Waters, oh, wow. who helped write Batman Returns, helped oh. write to help write this movie. <laughs> now that's I'm glad you mentioned that because the movie feels like a lot of other movies. You know, you got the Bond villain. There's like it feels at times like um like Who Framed Roger Rabbit a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah, because this is very cartoony. Like the performances are cartoony, the action, like the slapstick. They may even, you know, Bruce Willis makes like cartoony noises when he does the action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. At one point, he's riding a, a an ambulance um, gurney gurney down down like a down a crowded traffic street, hurtling it like I guess what we can imagine is like an incredible speed because he's just been ex he's just been um, kicked out of the ambulance, a speeding ambulance. That same ambulance, by the way in midair just explodes for no reason, which is amazing. Why? We don't know. <laughs> but that's why I love it, because it's supposed to be funny. I think in a lot of ways, this movie is supposed to spoof a lot of action movies. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of Last Action Hero, too, a bit. Very like much. Maybe that did it for, you know. But I think Last it's, Action Hero, I think the tone in Last Action Hero was clearer. Yeah. 
But I think that yeah, movie yeah. Bom- that movie bombed too. It bombed too. So I what is it? it was a mo- yeah, it's weird. Like I went to see action uh, last action with my dad and my grandpa. And you loved and I'm it. I'm thinking we're gonna love this. The trio, the guys, you know, we're gonna watch Schwarzenegger last action. They they hate it. I came out and said, Well, isn't that awesome? And they were like, No, really. <laughs> I think some people have a hard time wrapping their heads around any action star doing like any kind of comedy. Like it's like when Sylvester Stallone did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, you know? Mm. Or even a better example might be the movie Oscar, which is actually a really good movie. Huh. Um, Bruce Willis doing a comedy. People are like, what? What are you doing? No, you're John McClane. What, what are you? you know? I don't know. Huh. What do you think? You think it's just no, you no, think that's, I think you think that's bullshit? No, no, not at all. Because when I was, well, we'll get to that, of course, later. But when I was thinking of my recast, that's that's the idea that I had. That's what I was running and you know, going for. That have been indifferent. This is just, yeah, this going for too much. And the, and the script wasn't smart enough to keep up with the story. I mean, and maybe, or it did, or it nailed it. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the uh, the CIA gang led by the amazing, incomparable. Oh my God. James Coburn, rest in peace. I don't know. You can hate this movie or love this movie, but you have to, you have to admit that James Cor- Coburn is fantastic in this movie. The legend, yeah. He's isn't he so good? He was the only one that I, I I've had trouble recasting in my head. Yeah, I know what you mean. One, one of the few, ones, yeah. But I love the is fact he- that he's got this crew of like misfit rejects that he code names like ridiculous names. <laughs> like, yeah. So the the crew had they before had um, names based on diseases. Yeah. You know, the, the like the chick one at one scene says, Oh, imagine being called Chlamydia. Right. <laughs> Her name is Almond Joy. Right. And then and I'm Butterfingers. The, the big dude, Butterfingers. I was like, wait, this dude plays like big dumb like that's muscle bron- guy. That's uh that's because he Bronsky or something, right? Yeah, he played um the dumb son of, um in Batman Returns. That's right. Dad yeah. no, dad. dad no, dad. Yeah, Butterfingers. I had so much issues with him. Bro, this dude, he said the most, the second craziest line, or it should be the first one, actually. He said, uh, they're, they're planning to maybe like raid the apartment or go in. Oh, yeah. They're, wa- they're, wa- they're watching Hawk's apartment. They're watching from the car outside right. of the building. And he says, like, should I rape him? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm so glad you brought up that line. Because I did not remember that line from the orig- from the movie when I first saw it. Because again, I was a kid. So watching again now, I had to rewind that scene. I was like, hold on. Did he really Did he really just say that? Did he really just yeah. say? He said that. And Should I rape like him? A- Should I rape him? Like what? And they look at him kind of like, what the fuck? Just read your book. <laughs> oh, man. It's so crazy. How about that? How about um, that young David Caruso in there? Huh? Caruso, yeah. I think we witnessed history in that movie. He Did he or did he not do the, I want to say his first David Caruso sunglasses. Sunglasses off. Yep. He did it. He did it. This movie's so meta that he, it foreshadows. It's kind of a movie within a movie within a movie. <laughs> It foreshadowed his career, like, uh, you know, CSI, the whole thing. He did it first in this movie. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. So wild. It is wild. He didn't have to say any shitty lines. You're right. From that god-awful script. So he's like, yeah. 
<laughs> he had no lines. No. <laughs> what about the love interest though? Andy McDowell? I've never, um, I've never, for some reason, I've never quite been a fan. Yeah. But she, she works in this. I think she does a pretty good turn towards the end. What do you call it? So she's like this? Because her she's, eyes she's, are... do, she's, she's doing a French Stewart move the whole movie. She's kind of squinting the whole movie. She's, that's every movie she does. Yeah. I think she was all right. She, you know, I can't pay the I rent. think she's a beautiful lady. I really see. Yeah. She was beautiful. I, I always thought she was, you know, pretty. I could kind of take beautiful. her leader. I don't know. I, <laughs> Why? I have so you, many questions. You know, you know who I thought was beautiful in this movie? Oh, Rich, Bruce Rich, Richard Grant. <laughs> Richard oh, Grant Richard. and Sandra Bernhardt were beautiful in this movie as the, the main villains. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful I mean, performances, too. I mean, just over the top craziness, the top, but, but amazing. Yeah. And apparently they have some kind of S&M thing on the side with their butler, which is also fantastic. Um. And uh, yeah, he did a great job. I, I'm a fan of his in this. I, he was one of the best actors for that role. It kind of really blossomed in this wacky world. You know, it was perfect. I love the I'm scene. I'm the villain with that. Exactly. Face. He actually comes out in the car in the, and like, he says, he the I'm the villain. Yeah. And more movies need to do that. More movies need to have the bad guy just come out and say, I'm the villain. I feel like I just, I kind of miss the bad guy acknowledging that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Of course, the best villains don't think they're bad. And we, get, we get that. And I always say that on the podcast, but it's always refreshing to have a bad guy be like, oh, I'm the bad guy. You know, like in Last mm -hmm. Boy Scout, when Milo shows up and he goes, me? No, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Nasty, nasty mm -hmm. business, Joseph. You just shot a policeman. Don't worry. We'll do that movie one day. But <laughs> I like that. Kind I think of this movie would have would have greatly benefited from like a Deadpool treatment. Like it, it, it breaks the form because it was like this close. It was. Like it would have been such a way better movie. Imagine if it broke that fourth wall, you know, with the odd because that's that's what it's trying to go for in a way. It was kind of trying right? to go for that, wasn't it? I know, right? I hmm. feel like I do agree. I do agree with you that I think the tone was kind of misleading because I think at times it was trying to have a quasi serious narrative and, but the stakes were never really that high. Like at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a silly, it's obviously yeah. a very silly movie, right? So yeah. if you just suspend your disbelief and want to go to the, watch something for an hour and 45 minutes and just turn your brain off. I think this does the trick. I think you'll see some fun, great performances. Bruce Willis has a lot of jokes again, that don't land, but, uh, but him and Aiello's chemistry is good enough, I think, to keep you going, you know? There's a hawk that lands at the Hudson at the beginning. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> you, you notice that? Yeah, when uh, me and Bruce was sitting at the piano bar thinking about, uh, I, had this, I had this little piano tune in my head, and I used to think about how chilly the Hudson was, and the hawk would come in. They used to call it the hawk, you know, the hawk. And I said, what if we call him the hawk? Anyway, 10 years later, we made a movie together. How about that, huh? <laughs> Man, you know this, um, you, you see that scene where the guards um, are eating pasta off of a- Out of the thermos? The thermos. You're goddamn right, because it's Italy. Exactly, you, I realize that, that pasta and that thermos, it's like way better than shit. Hey, hey, what I love is the scenes in Italy were all shot in Italy and the people they used as extras in the movies were like real Italianos. Like 
put into the movie. These were not people playing it Italians. More, it, it made it scarier. It had that authenticity. Oh my God. You know what it is, bro? This is my, my biggest qualm with this movie. I, I've been fortunate enough to visit Italy once. And it's my favorite place on the planet. And this movie ruined Italy. Really? For me, it, for me, it kind of connected because I lived there for a few years <laughs> as a child. Oh, and I, I had a lot of fond memories of it. Yeah. In fact, oh, okay. I was living, I was living there when I first saw this movie. So it mm. was at the, it was at the embassy in Rome. My mom went to the video really? store down there and rented this, brought it home, and we watched. It's like, look, there he is. He's in Italy. We've been there. We've been there. It kind of reconnected me. It was a interesting. Yeah. So I had a different um, relationship with this movie, I guess. <laughs> Oh my God! I just thought man, if I ever go back to Italy and I see Hudson Hawk in that phone booth, yeah, that probably, I'm gonna fucking blow a casket. Um, <laughs> um, hey, what are these? What are these rocks laying around out here? They're called ruins, Eddie. Ruins. Yeah, he was so disrespectful rocks. too. Like he was asking for yeah. ketchup at the restaurant. You know, I know he did every. This is the thing. Like the movie was filmed in Italy. Obviously, it was marketed very heavily over there. It has sort of not a, it more of an European kind of a flavor, like wacky and all this stuff. And I'm thinking any Italian that sees it's gonna hate this guy. But I, I don't think I don't think they hated him. I think they loved the movie. Yeah, they loved the movie, probably. And they loved Bruce. They loved Bruce. And they Everybody loved Sandra Bern. They loved Sandra Bernhardt. Except and Kevin I got- Smith. Yeah, except Kevin Smith. Well, you know, I think as Bruce got older, I think he pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> He shouldn't have. He did Hudson and Hawk. Pick That's true. Son. At the end of the day, he did Hudson Hawk. Um, what else? What else I got here? Um, I forgot about. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. How annoying! And oh, well, recast. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, oh man, it's it's so weird. It's such a wacky. I think it try. It was trying to be um, Princess Bride with mixed with like, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, that's I, actually I that's actually of... a very good pull there. Princess yeah. Bride and Roger Rabbit. It does have kind of a mix of those two films in a little bit, like like tone tone, tone and vibe wise. I'm with you. That's that's a good call. That's like spot on, actually, with some of the tonality. Yeah. You watch yeah, those it, movies and it's class and they're classics. Yeah, I'm, I can see maybe maybe that's why I've never heard of this one. Maybe that's why I, I miss it. The one under the radar. It's it not bombed it's, at the box office, you know. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just the the reviews were horrible, right? Yeah, they were all bad. They were all bad, yeah. and I don't know. If like for me, because I grew up with it and I had a different kind of relationship with it, I've always kind of liked this movie. But it's not something I rewatch on the regular. So this is probably yeah. the first time I've seen this movie in like. 15, 20 years, you know, and it's, and it's just hitting now hitting its 30th anniversary. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. came out 30 years ago. By the time this goes up, it, it'll be this week. It came out like 30 years ago. Um, it's bizarre to think about a movie 30 years ago, Bruce being at the height of his popularity, I would say after doing Die Hard and um, being, doing more action, getting more into action. I think, I think if Die Hard 2 had come out by this time, I think it was already in the works. Um, and yet he was still doing stuff like Look Who's Talking and I'm trying to think. Probably a rack of other stuff. This is like the really bad prequel to Ocean's Eleven. I don't know, man. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's actually still, um, 
I think there's a lot of scenes in this that are still very enjoyable. Like I was having a good time watching yeah. this. Granted, I was. No, I you know, I was too. I I'm telling you because I was like enjoying laughing because it was it's so out there, you know. It's so it's so wacky, and because it's so bad, like what we said at the beginning of the episode, so bad it's good. But yeah, the Butler thing when he came and then the CIA and then the the you know. The, the corporation came in and then the Vatican's mixed in this too. Oh yeah, the, by the and way, because we completely forgot to touch on the Vatican that has oh, an underground course. secret society of investigators that are investigating. Uh, it's actually like already, I think that's actually a real conspiracy theory, by the way, that the Vatican has like a special secret lair where they like- A chamber, yeah, like a chamber or like um, underground library where they right. keep a lot of the old, you know, texts and they have a lot of knowledge, supposedly hidden Like away. Illuminati, like Illuminati type shit, like you said be, earlier. Yeah, like if it comes out, you know, it might hurt the religion or the, or the Vatican. Or the lies. Yeah, or the lies. All it's weird lies. though, my first, when I went to the Vatican, it, it, it was kind of like, I don't know, sort of a letdown. I felt kind of like, what? It, there's so much money there. There's so much. Like, oh, I thought you were going like, to say it was like an inspiring experience. No, not at all. The opposite. And this is from a guy who like, I, I went to Catholic elementary high school, Catholic, you know, university. And, and this was, wasn't, uh, don't get me wrong. There's some beautiful sights there to see, but it's just, you know, I, I just thought of the power, too much power. I remember I just see, threw me I, off. I lived there as a kid, so I didn't really um I feel like I didn't appreciate a lot of the culture and history at the time because I was a kid. So I was like running around and like Yeah and climbing on things, my parents yelling at me to get down. Like I feel like I was kind of like that kid in this movie in the museum where the mom snatches the curl away and says, like, Stop, you're embarrassing our country. You know? I'm like I'm like climbing Wait, on Are you like, that kid who was bashing the the, the, <laughs> the stuffed floor, animal? The, the stuffed animal. I'm climbing on the statues and all the locals are looking at me like, hey, que culo, you know? Yeah. Do but, you, you think know. that, do you think this would have definitely made a better musical? Go to Broadway? Oh, I agree. I, I think yeah. had this movie, if this were, if this movie were to be remade today as a musical, I think it would fill, fill the auditorium. So I think people would be, they'd be coming out of the woodwork to see Hudson Hawk, the musical. With Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello starring, of course. Oh man, it, I haven't had uh, much fun watching a bad movie in a while. It's just, well, it's, that's what I'm here for, yeah. Jay. I'm here to kind of, you know, <laughs> let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, if you yeah. remade this movie, right? Let's say somebody hands you, I don't know, sixteen million dollars, and they say remake Hudson Hawk, okay? Who would direct it? Who would you have cast in it? Casting call. We're gonna recast the movie now. I uh, would uh, have Hugh Jackman instead of Bruce Willis. Hugh Jackman is Hudson Hawk. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I know, right? The, again, the musical thing because he, no, he does that's musical. Good. He does it all. He'd be a great showman. He's the greatest showman on yeah. earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking like a like a Sam Rockwell type, mm. you know. I could see I could see a younger oh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's doing, a great dancer. He loves to dance, you know. That's a great yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Did you cast anybody else? What's her name from uh, *Romancing the Stone*? Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Yeah, as the uh, the nun, secret agent. Whatever happened to her? She used to be a sex pot. 
I have no idea. I gotta Google it. I was, Something about her voice. That Jessica Rabbit will always do me in. Again, going back, right? You know, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that it's it's everything because that character she's a nun, so it's supposed to be sinful. You know, she's right, supposed, right, 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 supposed, right. You know, it's this sensuality, sexuality, and she's a very sensual lady. You know, her like voice, it. her looks, everything. So she make a great, you know, Vatican spy. <laughs> No, absolutely. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, and then from um, Roger Rabbit again. Oh, man. How can I forget his name? The detective. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins as Tommy. Oh, Bob Hoskins is Tommy Five Tone. Yeah, Five Tone. Yeah. Bob Hoskins running around. So, 90s, late 80s Bob Hoskins yeah. hanging out with like. 2000-ish Hugh Jackman. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's solid. Director, I thought maybe Tim Burton. I, I, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, okay. All right. He did Sweeney Todd, you know. He did he do a musical. Todd. He could do a musical uh, Hudson Hawk. Or, you know, because all the aesthetics. Or it could even be like a musical musical, like on the big screen, not even like a musical stage musical. I like it. I like it. No, I thought uh, Jim Carrey for the uh, the villain. Oh, Jim Carrey. All right. Cartoony. Yeah? Very cartoony. What, Sandra Bernhardt's pretty hard to recast. She's very unique. Mm. I feel like a Sarah Silverman would have been a good, mm. you know. I'd pick Sylvia, Sylvia Hogs. Hogs? Hogs? Sylvia Hogue. She's Hogue. She's from uh, Blade Runner 2049, the villain, the chick. Oh, I like her. Yeah, I don't know from anything else other than twenty forty nine, but I like her. Yeah, because she's you know it's gotta be somebody who can just you know boss it, him around. Is it just me? Like even though she's evil as fuck in that movie, she's kind of sexy, right? She is very much. It's so. something about the pulled hair, like the hair is pulled back so tight, you know. And you just have to wonder, like, how did it get that tight? You know. You wonder. You wonder. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I failed I failed the Comic Cons because I didn't recast this and I only had like one or two ideas with Sam Rockwell as the lead and then uh, Sarah Silverman taking in stepping in for Sandra Bernhardt so I actually didn't even recast any of the CIA guys or or James Coburn himself. Um, I I had to recast it. Go for it. I had it. to make it better in my brain. Let, this movie's now in here. Lay it on me. I just had to do it to make it better. Who'd you get for the Who'd you get for the candy bar gang? Oh no, they they they're too they're great. Um, I think oh no, uh, I have one change. Uh, Crispin Glover as uh, instead of Caruso. Oh, that's nice. That's actually that's actually spot on. Yeah, that's actually yeah. dead on. Yeah, that's really good. The other two are fine. Maybe an old Arnold stepping in for James yeah. Coburn. Maybe, nice. maybe maybe Arnold now nice. stepping in for James Coburn, you know? That'd be kind of neat, you know? Because mm. James Go Coburn, like, people don't realize this, but he was, like, the go-to action guy in his day, you know? Um, him and, like, um, Lee Marvin, um, some of those guys were just tough, you know? Of course, you had, you know, Charles Bronson, but those those old 70s, like, tough guys, you know? And actually, I think Coburn passed away like 10 years after this movie was made. So unfortunately, mm. this is like one of the last things he did. I think actually it was payback. Remember Mel Gibson in the payback? 
Yeah. That might've been one of the last ones he did before he passed away, mm-hmm. but seeing those oh, that's good. action guys come back is, yeah. is always kind of neat. I know? mean, that's good. It's good that that was his last, that it wasn't. Oh, this right. One. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unlike the Raul Julia thing where he did Bronson or M. Bison as a in Street Fighter. Rest in peace, Raul Julia. We'll always yep. remember you. We'll always remember you for playing Gomez. Don't worry. Don't worry. And um, what was it? Um, Street Fighter 2. Right. That's what I'm Bison, saying. Bison. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and Bison is, was his last role. So it's kind of. It's kind of dicey. Yeah. Hmm. So no even, though, even though people shit on Raul Julia in uh, or shit on that movie, but Raul Julia's uh, performance in Street Fighter is amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he brings it. He brings it every time. Raul Julia is a is an icon. Eh? He's a legend. Like growing up, that's one of you know the the people you were very proud of. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, as a Puerto Rican. But you weren't proud of watching this movie. No. I'm proud to be here. Talk about it. Shit on. <laughs> at least at the end, Hudson Hawk finally gets to have his cup of cappuccino. Okay. Cause at the whole mo- goddamn movie, he's trying to have a cappuccino and it gets shot out of his hand or it spills when he's buddy slams on the brakes or he just got out of jail. He's not looking to get late. He wants a cappuccino. Yeah. Well, I think he's also really, really, really gay. <laughs> and I'm going to say it. I really, my theory is, yeah, he gets out of jail, and the first 100%. thing he wants is a cappuccino. Yeah, and I know and we're supposed to, to, you know, and then wants to go to the Vatican. Ugh. Yeah, come on, come on, you know, like I know it's twenty twenty one, you know, and and everyone that listens to the show should know that this podcast supports went all... straight to Gay Central. Ro- <laughs> uh... Look, we support all orientations on this show, so this is not a slight, but it is what it is. My man was definitely gay. And I think him and Aiello's character had a little something, something going on. Speaking of gay, he was, he was, he looked really good in this movie. He looked very good in this movie. His haircut was fantastic. Fantastic. It was like the high half fade. Yeah. Like a little bit on top. It's like you know? uh, Schwarzenegger is, you know, uglier cousin. Kind of. <laughs> but I also like that. I also like those sunglasses with that hat, you know, and he's like. Oh, the hat. Very iconic. Yeah. They got yeah. it on the poster and everything. And that hat. That fucking hat. <laughs> How many times I tell you not to wear that fucking hat in here? <laughs> uh, what should we rate this thing? Let's rate it, right? Let's let's rate it, yeah. Oh, and in the background, Jay's got the movie on. I thought it was a porno, but it was definitely Bruce Willis just you making out with a nun. thought it was a gay porno because it's Bruce Willis' his butt cheeks out. <laughs> Oh, you do see his butt, don't you? Yeah. In the movie, He's yeah. got like the side butt. He's got a nice butt. It's a cool apartment, though, like the apartment she has. Oh, it's great. Great view. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Women, beautiful woman, a red dress. Lots of books. Yeah. <laughs> Call to work, good. Movie theater, good. Home video, good. Catch it on cable, good. Sick with the flu, good. And solitary confinement, good. Jay, what do you think? You're too busy looking at Bruce Willis's pecs. What do you rate the movie? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, VHS. You know, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep going with the VHS theme. So it's a home video, good. Home video. So you'd so you'd rent this, or would you own it? Rent it. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back the same day. 
I think it's catch it on cable. I think if it's like if I'm if I'm sitting at home and I'm watching, I'm going through my channels and it's just on, then I might stop on it because I might catch some scenes. You know, (laughs) I think it's still fun to watch. I think certain scenes I really do love James Coburn's character in this movie and his little CIA gang and how they interact with the villains and trying to double cross them. Like I love it when Sandra Bernhardt's character shoots. Bronzkowski, the big guy, Butterfinger, with the crossbow, double crossbow. And somebody says, ah, brilliant. A double crossbow for a double cross. Like, I love <laughs> I love that shit, man. I, I eat that shit up. Um, it's got a lot of funny one-liners, and it's got a lot of one-liners that don't really land. But like you said, the performances are good. It's not the actor's fault. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's entertaining. And so, catch it on cable. Not risk COVID. Like if it came out again in theaters for the 30th anniversary, I don't know if I'd rush out to see this. But uh, in fact, I'm watching it right now on Zoom in the background. And I'm just getting a huge kick out of the fact that you had never seen this before. I didn't know that you hadn't seen it before. That puts puts a whole new tint on this whole experience. Yeah, I was excited. I'd never seen this. And now you'll never watch another movie that I recommend ever again. <laughs> no, but I love watching because, like I said, it's just fun to make fun of this stuff, bro. So did you end it's up renting funny. this thing? Did you rent it? No, I got I should have said if I rate it, I would say buy, I buy it on the voodoos. Oh. Yeah. Buy it on the voodoos good. <laughs> buy it on the So you bought it? Yeah, I bought oh, it. Oh, it's wow. There. Yeah. It's there it's, forever. I know. <laughs> I gotta buy like ten more movies, so that one just you know falls off the the frame. Hey, you'll be when I, when I t- <laughs> you'll be watching this movie with the family again in no time. It'll be it'll become a family classic. I'm sure it will. <laughs> hey, man, I think I think we did a decent job, kind of breaking down the absurdity of this movie and um and rating it. Any shout outs or any last highlights you want to mention about this gem of a flick? It made me want to like. I bought some Butterfingers. The other, <laughs> it made me <laughs> Butterfinger. It made you want a Butterfinger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It didn't make you want to get a job at the Vatican and become a. No, not 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 a thief. Mm. I don't want to sing. Side by side. Look, kids, if you don't know what we're talking about, you definitely got to Googs. Like we said, Jay said it's home video. I said it's catched on cable. Maybe you can spend your $12.99 on Voodoo and, and, and buy it, you know? Maybe try to find a bundle, like a Bruce Willis bundle. So it's like one of the four movies, you know, that you can get. Because that's what I tried to do. But then I did a I did a free trial of stars so I could watch it for free. And then I, and then I, then I canceled my, my, uh, my trial. I was like, I, I just want to want to watch. I, I did not want to spend money on this thing. I was willing to rent it, but then I saw you could. It was on Star, so I just did the You're free trial. You're full of shit, bro. You love this movie. Spend money on it. I do yeah, love Bruce like, Willis. I do love Bruce Willis. Yeah, I spent twelve dollars on it, <laughs> and you hate it. <laughs> Sweet irony. <laughs> No, I love it, man. It's it's uh, great to, you know, make fun of these things and shoot the shit. Sorry to any uh you know, Hudson Hawk fans out there. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 gonna be some people coming after us with pitchforks and I mean, you know, it's 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 just what it's all about, you know, debating. This is how every debate should be. 
especially Every- in the times that we live now. We, you know, uh, people think differently. You can't get to a, a standstill. This is how you should do it. But if I know one thing to be true in my heart, it's that this podcast will go on no matter what. As long as we have internet, then we'll be okay. Yeah, we don't need gasoline. No, we don't need no stinking gasoline. Yeah. I don't have to do the lawn this week, this weekend. I actually have to do mine, but <laughs> I guess I can just get the brontosaurus to trim it down a little bit for me. You know? Yeah, but yeah, do. Get, get, get Hank on it. Oh, what? yeah. Well, he, yeah, he does live in the garage. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, kids, if there's anything we said on this show that uh, made you ponder your own existence in the universe, or maybe you wonder to yourself, how good is Bruce Willis? Or maybe you wonder to yourself, my God, that Nick Stevens has such beautiful poo-poo brown eyes. Just remember, at the end of the day, it's just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Jay, thanks for doing it, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Thanks for suffering through however long this movie is. I didn't check the times. No, I didn't. Um, no, it, it's it's timeless. <laughs> it's a timeless classic. It's playing in the background, kids. He's not joking. It's playing in the background.